I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. I love when we come back and there's a couple funny ones. Depeche, <laughs> guy, man, those those are two of my favorites from the last this past month. Oh, going back five hundred one was so much fun because it, it, it just everything around it was like, what is this? Depeche. <laughs> Notice, I knew I was about to mess it up. That's why I asked. I was like, okay, what is this? Is this Depeche? <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> uh, five hundred one on the clock. You have reached the happy hour, ladies and gentlemen, and it is perfect on this Friday afternoon. Nothing better than uh, Gwen and Chris, and for those who have made it home already, a cold one. Yeah, um, good for you to be home. My wife said, I uh, just talked with her, she's stuck in a gigantic traffic jam, and it's pouring mm. on the 805, and she oh, may never get jam. home, she said. Wow, it is raining really hard. This is... Being cool here on the Intercom Empire, so if you're sitting out there, what <laughs> San Diegans are fed up yeah. with rain right fed now. They, rain. I, I love it. I don't know that rain. I have talked to one that hasn't complained about how bad it is raining there. I love the rain. Please keep well, on coming, rain. Well, that's where your dog must get it from. Oh, he yes. <laughs> oh my goodness! Indeed. I already got a picture of him in the mud. Like I don't. Never mind. But he's just gonna jump in. He's just gonna jump in your bed. You know what you're gonna do? Sleep Nothing. with the sheets on. Sleep Chris, you right missed this earlier this week. On. I uh, told Tony, or I asked Tony if I was gross because I took the dog out for a. Uh, I didn't say you were gross, by the no, way. No, you didn't. You didn't. I asked yeah. you if you were gross. I'll be the judge of this. <laughs> I took Lucky out to go to the bathroom, and then he ended up getting his paws muddy. And so when he came upstairs to go to bed, he jumped on the bed, and he just put muddy paws all over my sheets that I had just put on the bed, like maybe 10 minutes before. And, and? so I just took the mud off the bed and went to sleep with the mud on the sheets, Chris. What do you mean you took the mud off the bed? I went... <laughs> just put it on the floor, That's basically. Great. What'd you do? <laughs> and, um... I yeah. slept... I, you want to know the worst part? You slept in the mud. You, well, yeah, but I haven't That's changed my sheets. Still <laughs> you still are in the same sheets? Okay, dude. That's That's... You, you crossed the line. Now. I put a top sheet over the fitted sheet. That was Monday. No. When was it? Oh, it Wednesday. Monday. Your dog it is. May, it may have been Monday. In mud. He, he is constantly in mud. I think I should change my sheets tonight. That's gonna happen. You think? No, that's gonna happen tonight. That's no, gonna happen. Isn't. Yes, it is. I I will not sleep in muddy <laughs> sheets tonight because I just admitted it to everyone and it's, well, it's too late. At this point, you've already admitted it. You might as well go ahead and sleep the rest of the weekend in the bad boys and then get you know, them, start honest, a fresh I week off. Didn't really mind. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> anyway, country music superstar Sam Hunt will take over the Resorts World Theater for a limited two night engagement on Friday, April twenty first, and Saturday, April twenty second. Tickets are on sale now at Axis dot com. That's A X. S.com and rwlasvegas.com. Listen to 97.3 The Fan on the Odyssey app for your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Sam Hunt at Resort World 
theater and two nights and a two night stay at a resort world Las Vegas. Every hour you listen now through March nineteenth equals one entry into the contest. Bo Mel spoke a little bit uh about his ball club. I specifically asked him about Juan Soto. I've talked to you guys about his swing looking different. Yes, you will actually not... hear your voice in this clip. Yeah, we... yeah. Just so you guys know, I'm actually I'm, I do. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to get my my reported my reporting game on to my writer game, game on. Very too, good. You, know? you had a good question. Very good. Yeah, I, you know, I tried. I tried. Uh, I'm not the only one who uh, seemed to think Juan Soto was locked in. Well, I know his numbers are like 800 in the games that we have him, and I know on the backfields he's been felt really good too. So, you know, we've said all along, you know, starting here fresh new season spring training being around this group you're going to start to see what Juan Soto's all about back of his baseball card doesn't lie I don't know how much have you seen of it but it certainly seems like the swing is kind of back to where we're used to seeing it yeah for sure you know all fields power you know it's just kind of who he is I think the one thing that you know, for him, he's not going to ban- be able to banter with the catchers as much as he normally does because we were thinking about setting up a group session with the catchers just so he can talk a little trash to him because that's what he's used to doing. Uh, but he's not going to have as much time to do that this year. Hold on. One thing about this clip that I'm just realizing uh, that we didn't realize before, Chris, Tony is really like Mr. Reporter guy with his phone up near oh, yeah. Bo Mel so oh, yeah. he can record the conversation. Good First stuff, of all, Tony. My guy, my guy Sam Levitt and AJ uh, Casaville both put me on this app that is called Otter, and this app basically transcribes it and records it. Whoa! So yeah, it's pretty, it's it's pretty legit. That it's is a life legit. changer. So even so, even it doesn't get the transcription right all the time, but even when it doesn't, you can go back and listen and kind of fill in the blanks. It's pretty. I'm going to go download it right now, actually. <laughs> it's pretty top-notch, I must say. I have Report but... It. No, that's that's a different <laughs> app, Chris. So, but that's the app that I use to record interviews with, but it doesn't print them out. It doesn't transcribe them. Transcribe them. <laughs> whatever. Um, report It is actually a, it's a nice app. It's a, it's it's a, a really nice app. app. It connects to the studios when Chris is on the road, but um, Otter is pretty good. I'm looking at Otter. It, it is a very popular app. O-T-T-E-R? Yeah. yeah. Yep. O-T-T-E-R. All That's right, we're getting off Otter. subject here. Yes. The subject was about uh, Juan Soto and his swing, and uh, he's made it out to the DR. No, where, where are they? Are they in Miami? I believe Miami. I'm going to make sure, though. Because that would be the they haven't right played thing to a game do. yet, have they? No, they played an exhibition game. I don't believe they've played a real, a real game, game yet. I, I I have to keep checking because I've checked so many times. I just cannot remember the schedule. And then earlier today, Tony, I said that Chris Matt and Julio Urias pitched against each other today, and that's tomorrow. So I previewed it. I was uh, on this whole. It. I was on this whole rant about how MLB.com needs to put the scores after the game finishes, and then boom, I realized. Well, I, I will say it's that... not easy to find these scores of these games. They don't. They don't come across the uh, usual places that I see. Me scores. too. Me so, too. I'm kind of following this uh, <laughs> this tournament in abstentia so far. In abstentia. Yeah. Although I try, I'll try to watch some of the U.S. game tomorrow. Tomorrow night, you say. Tomorrow at six, 6 p.m. against Great Britain. Yes. What's the over? What's the? Oh, run? did you guys hear? Uh, did you guys hear Jesse today and the tweet that went out? No. no. What did he? What did he say? Oh, now? it was it. It was some good banter. So, the Diamondbacks, because I assume the game is at 
uh, Chase Field, um, had a picture of their pool and a tea bag hanging over. And they said I'm if they sorry? got 1,776 <laughs> retweets, they would spill the tea tomorrow, right? You're playing Great Britain. Oh, oh that's so cute. Yeah. 1776, <laughs> the year of the uh, American yeah. Revolution. Oh, yeah. Did you know that, Scraby? I did, I did, right. actually. It went way over you. your head. Well, no, 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 Columbus I got it. I got discover it. discover America. Uh, 1492, he sailed the ocean oh, blue. You're good, two for two. But we're not supposed to. <laughs> we're not supposed to. You guys don't know that one. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. I forget, Scraby, you're a history buff. You like you're like into history. I am into history, but we're not. You know, Christopher Columbus is not really that great of a dude. So, right, right. Yeah. See, this yeah, is why I we know. need to stick to sports. Let's go to. Uh, <laughs> let's go to. Let's, <laughs> let's hear. Let's hear Bo Mel talk about Drew Pomeranz and his schedule uh, throwing against li- in live VP. With him at this point, with what we've been through with him, it's more about how he feels and what you know after this outing, and then we'll discuss what the next step is uh, as a group, depending on how he's feeling. It's a big day, though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. And you know he's he's tired of rehabbing. He wants to get back doing what he's used to doing. Is he? about on track with what you thought he would be coming into spring training or behind? Not really sure yet. You know, it's all about being ready at the end. If there's potential for that, then that's what he's pushing for. But obviously, how he feels in each and every, each and every outing that he has is going to dictate how far we go with him. Listen, you know, and it, it brings me to this next subject that um, we don't know that we talk about very often. Um Guys being on the injured list or, you know, injured reserve in other sports or whatever it is, that can have a mental toll. It can take a mental – it can tax you mentally to be injured, especially when you don't feel like there's any light at the end of the tunnel. And what made me think of it is is Calvin Ridley's um, article that he wrote. Um, You know, a lot of what got him into that – bad space that dark space where he you know was willing to take risks like that was him being injured and playing through it and being on pain meds and and i bring that up because drew pomeranz has really been on the the injured list for what last two seasons a lot of the last two seasons most of the last year two and seasons. a half at least when you know i won't say your identity is caught up in who what you do but it's a piece of of it, and when that's stripped away from you, without you know your your decision, like because of injury, that can have uh, take a toll on it. So it's it's good to see Drew kind of noticing there's some light at the end of the tunnel. He's pitched, I I think mostly pain free since he's been out here, and uh, you know I think we are all starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel for for Drew Pomeranz. I imagine injury's got to be the most frustrating thing because there, there's, there's also those people like Scraby being critical of people like Oh, Zion. hold on. No, <laughs> hang on a minute because no, you, you can't miss a chance to be critical of a guy like Zion Williamson. Ooh, Every time yeah. a story comes out, well, Zion will be back in a week or two. Scraby's like, ah, another week or two for this guy. <laughs> what is he doing? God, come on. All right, you got when me there. When are you going to come back? You got me there. Well, <laughs> He's getting paid so much money. He just is. They just hurt. re-signed him to a big contract. <laughs> Drew Pomerantz is making some money, too, and he I'm is. sure he'd love to pitch if he could. Yeah. 
I'm but, sure. No, but I, that's. I, I think that that's part of the reason why these guys are frustrated that are injured. A, they can't do what they want to do. B, they have to listen to hooligans like you on the radio. <laughs> I hope that they're not listening to me. I'm not Here's making fun of them. Even if they're not listening to you, I think as an athlete, you know what everybody's thinking. Man, you're making a lot of money, man. I'm just not doing anything. Did you just anything. go out there? And that you know, and it's it's just important to remember that. A large majority. I'm not saying that there aren't dudes who get hurt and are like cool being hurt and like just getting collecting a check. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that the majority, the high majority of athletes that get hurt, don't want to be hurt. Would rather be playing the sport that it is that they love to do. No, I, I totally get it, and and I, I no, should be. No, you don't totally get it because you criticize <laughs> Zion Williamson every chance you get. I was ready to say I should be nicer to Zion. I should because I I I do get that part of it, and I'm I'm pretty sure that all of them who are injured, like Tony said, most of them are itching to get back out there. But like, it's just as a fan, it's frustrating for me to see all this like hype about Zion and how he's such a great player, and he is a great player. And when he plays, he's great. And then he's out for like two years because he has a hamstring problem. He's not. First of all, see, but that is how it gets conflated right there. <laughs> he hasn't been out for two years with a hamstring injury. He had a broken foot last year, I believe it was. Yeah, he did. He but if did. he took better care of himself, Tony, he wouldn't have broken the foot in the first place. Well, no, the broken foot came from how much he was eating off the court. So. Oh, here, here we, we go. go. I don't believe here that, by the way. Go. I'm just saying it to be a jerk. <laughs> All right, but I should be nicer. I should. Let's get to break. <laughs> More Gwen and Chris <laughs> on the way or some traffic. All right, 521. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. Chris Otto, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby. San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3 The Fan. College basketball, March Madness. On a Friday night, plenty of action around the country. Of course, a bit later this evening, the Aztecs tip it off against San Jose State. 6.30 start in the Mountain West Conference semifinals. But uh, there is other action to discuss. SEC quarterfinal, Arkansas leads Texas A&M 44-38. 14 minutes left in that game. And then uh, the Big Ten quarterfinals. Northwestern leads Penn State 47-45 in the second half. Some semifinal action in the Big East. Where's A.J. Casavell at right now? He's probably fighting his nails. Yeah, he's sweating Northwestern (laughs) by two. Hang in there, A.J. Uh, Some East, uh, Big East semifinal Marquette over UConn. Seven and a half minutes to go, 63-62. Big 12. Kansas leads Iowa State 38-35, five minutes into the second half. And in the ACC semifinals, Duke over Miami, 55-50, 14 minutes to play in that game. So there's a little check. I mean, you know, Monday, Tony, we're going to have the brackets for the NCAA tournament. They'll be in hand. We'll be ready to roll. I mean, the whole world. Let's go. I was just going to say the whole world changes Sunday afternoon when they put those brackets out. Yeah, we get into bracket mode. We get into uh, March for real March Madness. Yeah, at this real point. March so, Madness. And they don't, uh, they don't do any pools to it. around the uh, baseball team, do they? March Madness oh, brackets. I think they. I think they do. <laughs> I think they do <laughs> too. <laughs> Everybody follows the March Madness, right? I mean, look, my wife is. Uh, 
almost a two-time defending champion at her uh, at her office. So some people have all the luck. What can I say when it comes to picking those March Madness brackets? I think you were the winner between the three of us last year, Tony. Although I don't think any of us did anything spectacular. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I did. Any, I don't remember doing anything spectacular. Usually, I remember that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't think, that I don't think any of us me. really had a whole lot to write home about last year's bracket picks but we'll see how it goes we'll see if the Aztecs I think the Aztecs are going to be a six scares me because they're going to you know one of those 11 seeds are going to be like Clemson or something you know from the ACC and you're just going to come in there with these monster athletes but Scraby says that I shouldn't think of negative things before they happen. Yes, that's true. Scraby's working on my yeah I'm this therapist. shows you how much desperation I'm in Tony I'm asking Scraby for psychological help. Yep. So I'm his therapist. <laughs> Man, that's uh, you've you've gone a long way there. Yeah, Scraby for help. I'm you know, the wrong way. Indeed. I, I'm actually becoming a lot of thing, things in Chris's life because yesterday uh, a coworker came in here and he was looking for a bookie, and I said, "You know what? We have a bookie right here." Not and I pointed bookie. to Chris, and he didn't want anything to do with it. I just like making odds. I'm not going to take your bet. Well, he was he bet. was willing to give you some money, and you said no. So he was kind of anxious to make a bet. And <laughs> he was just because Scraby said I was a bookie. <laughs> yeah, he like brought his wallet out. He, did, like, he no, did. Wait a minute here. Let's, let's and then I said that I wanted back. to play enforcer. So Chris, you have to take the bet. But yeah. he never did. I should have because he wanted the Aztecs minus six and a half live odds action. Yes, live odds. The Aztecs did not win by six and a half yesterday. They only won by three. We'll see what happens this evening. Uh, we haven't talked any golf today, Scraby. That's because the fifth major, as mm. you like thank to call for, it, thank you for actually recognizing was the, basically the, the name. Uh, rained out today. Just poured there in uh, wherever they play, Pontra Vedra Beach. How about just Florida? Really, Pontra Vedra Beach sounds like Florida. a made-up place. Uh, it might be. Yeah. I mean, uh, the leaders are two guys, not only have I never heard of, but I can't pronounce either of their names. So just suffice to say that I don't know who they are. You don't know who they are either, but they're both minus eight. You um, don't know who they are either. Colin Morikawa is in a group of three golfers at minus six. Scotty Scheffler is tied at minus five. And uh, John Rom dropped out of the tournament. By he did. The way. He was he, he was not feeling illness. well. Uh, first round leader Chad Ramey had a four over through ten holes today, so he has dropped out of the lead. There you go, golfing fans. You know what I think is is different about golf that it, whenever they rain a tournament out like they did today, everybody has to get up and go play a bunch of golf tomorrow and i think that's pretty difficult in the world in the realm of sports world you have to play like 27 holes in a day i think that's pretty difficult i do yeah thanks chris yeah, gotta walk chris goes yeah you have to walk and somebody else carries your clubs for you i think it might be difficult for the guy carrying your clubs for you the golfer not as much. I mean, you know how tiring it gets as the round goes along. Imagine I do. It playing does for get, millions of dollars. I do. I do recognize now as as a not an avid golfer, but a sometimes golfer that it it can it does get tiring. But I also carry my own clubs. Why are you carrying? Why don't you just use a cart? I like to get the workout. 
Uh, or a hand cart. I don't. Nah, I don't mess with those things. Well, <laughs> you're making no your hand life... carts. No, I don't do a hand cart. You're making your no life hand really cart. hard. No, not for me. Carry those babies. <laughs> okay, Chris and I have to go golf at some point. We, You've we... talked about this for five years. It yes, still we have. Hasn't happened. By the way, April seventh, Tony. Do you know what that is? This April seventh. Mm, April 7th. Other than the kickoff of your weekend series in Atlanta, because the season will be underway. I don't. According to Matt Scraby, April 7th is the five-year anniversary of the Gwyn and Chris show. That is true. Ooh, five. Five what years. What are we doing for our, five, our fifth five-year anniversary? Funny. I think we have like a one-hour show that day <laughs> oh, right. because yeah, you're because... in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, huh? That's right. So yeah, we so won't have a Atlanta. whole lot of we, time It's a celebrate. Friday. And so the countdown that day, uh, I've been toying with this idea in, in my head. Top five um, arguments or things said in show history. So yeah, that's going to be pretty hard to come up with. We, Chris, we, might have to get to, we might have to enlist our listeners for this. Oh, one. that's a good point. That's a good idea. That's a really good Because they probably idea. would have a better memory of some of the most ridiculous arguments we've had on Oh, I don't know if I want to. Relive all those things I forgot about. It's going to be Scraby. Scraby at four. Scraby at three. <laughs> Does anybody remember the time that Scraby? It's <laughs> <laughs> an excellent idea you've come up with. You should have them uh, like leave voicemails or something where we can like go uh, yeah. through them. Actually, this is a I, good I idea. I'm going to work, work on this over the weekend, but I, I do think that we should do that countdown. I do think the hour that we get on that day, we talk about the Padres and then we just talk about. The past and memories. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's coming up on April 7th. Five, five years. Year that's insane. I've been yep. with you jokers five years. I know. Man. I remember Tony sitting down because Tony, Tony and I knew each other. We didn't obviously know each other like we do now. but he, We knew each other more better than you knew Chris or I yes, knew Chris. That is time. true. Yeah. So I sit down in the chair and I'm like, hey, Tony. He's like, who's this? I'm like, Scraby. I'm your producer. He's like, oh. Good, good. <laughs> Thank you. Good. But first time I met you, I called you Scrabby. Yes, and then yes. you told me, and then you told yes, me, I I gave him the rundown that I had created, trying to be like this super good producer who had everything ready to go. Oh, Little what, did he know. Pray tell what did I do? <laughs> but I handed it to him, and he goes, "I don't need this." Really? <laughs> and and it was like a Tiger Woods story was like a big story that day. And you're like, I don't talk golf. Oh That's my no god! Way I said that. I know what I say, and no, I didn't say that. You definitely said that. I remember. I things don't like talk. That. If I just gave the golf results. Well, you've of the changed. Players championship. You've changed a lot over the five years of the show. It's not true. I talked mm-hmm. much golf back in the day. As a matter of fact, as you know, because I've told you about this. I did an article on Tiger Woods when he was nine years old. Yeah, you keep <laughs> referencing that every time. Well, I'm just saying. You say I never talked golf. I knew who Tiger Woods was before anybody else did. All right. And that puts See, you in your place, pal. No, I'm just going to give up. That cause... puts you in your place. <laughs> See, this is why I love working with you, Chris. Mm-hmm. It's great. Well, you'll have plenty oh, of time to discuss the good old days on April 7th. Well, I'm going to have to tell you this, Chris. This hour on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Bob's Discount Furniture. Bob's Discount Furniture, home of the world-famous Bobopedic mattresses with all the comfort and quality of a national mattress brand for half the price. No matter your budget, there is a Bobopedic memory foam hybrid or hybrid plus mattress for you. Check them out at mybobs.com. Real quick, uh, we have a chance right now to win a pair of tickets, Padres Spring Training Game at the Peoria Sports Complex. 
You'll be qualified as well for the grand prize, two tickets to a Padres spring training game, a $500 Southwest gift card to get you there, a $500 Visa gift card to find a place to stay. Go to PeoriaSportsComplex.com for tickets and info. And dial in right now, 833-288-0973. What should we do? The total number of runs scored today in the spring training game was... (laughs) One. So we will take the first caller. Oh, wow. The first caller who dials in will get a pair of tickets to go see a Padres spring training game in Peoria and qualify for a chance to win the Peoria vacation. Dial in now as we step aside. Five thirty-seven on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Currently, um... Trying to get our traffic situation in order. Seems like when it rains, it also messes up our traffic as well. It's hard to really explain, but it, it definitely happens. Lakers in action tonight. Looking to keep moving up the ladder. Two games under five hundred. Chris. They win tonight. They move a little bit closer. I'm trying yep. to remember who they're playing tonight. They're playing, uh, tonight? they're playing Fred Van Bleep and the uh, Toronto <laughs> Raptors. <laughs> By the way, $30,000 fine. $30,000 yeah. fine, and Ooh. and I understand that Darwin Ham is it Darwin or Darwin? Darwin. Darwin. Darwin Ham has asked the NBA to assign Ben Taylor to officiate tonight's I, I, game. I was thinking the same thing. Darwin yeah. and I are on the same page. Sure. I did like Bring that. Uh, I did like that Fred Van Bleep. Uh, seemed a little after that thirty thousand dollars hit he his was pocket. Contrite. He was he was a little bit more uh, under control. Yes, he uh, was. But he, he also he, he, he also stood by what he said, though. Yeah, he did. He stood by what he said, and I I kind of stand by what he says. I to me the NBA Scraby and I talked about this before you were on Tony that they got to do something here because every time Ben Taylor officiates, I think if you're a fan, you're like wondering is this guy, you know, giving everybody a fair shake? Right, and it's a perception thing, right? Because you sure. don't want people because now we're inevitably going to look at every game that they play that's on a on a national level and we're going to be looking to see who's refereeing and if every t- whether it's bogus or not every time it happens though right we're going to be thinking it like uh yeah what did, he, what did he call that because he doesn't like them like you know we'll be watching it yes we will yes we I will think, but uh, we'll also be watching those Lakers D'Angelo Russell by the way back, back in the lineup tonight for the Lakers yes yes listen Chris, to Tony get, he's getting really riled yes he really is Yes. He's to think championship. You're if, thinking like a banner. I'm just let I, alone we just get into to, the playoffs. We just need to get in, get ah, our feet in there. We get in there. It's not a. It's not going to be a fun matchup. Assuming LBJ is back. Now, yeah. if he's not well, back, he probably will be because he's. You stop it, Scraby. <laughs> don't don't do Go that. Back to the Big Five. If you know what don't I was going to say. <laughs> All right. Uh, Let's uh, hopefully let's let's all uh, root for a Laker win tonight. All of us. I need everybody to pull for it. I'll, I'll root um, for them. Thank you. Uh, it helps the let's Bulls get the traffic. playoff positioning, so I will root for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It, it it connects. It connects. It's meant to be. All right. Let's get to let's get to this uh, interview. Matt Snyder is our interview of the week. Before we do so, here's some traffic. So, uh, I would say probably one of the hottest topics, uh, considering the star power they have here. Things have kind of gotten underway. Juan Soto, um, kind of dealing with some W, or excuse me, some uh, a calf injury right now that he says is about 100 percent. WBC getting ready to kick off. Uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on on this year's WB, WBC? I think it's going to be a lot of fun. 
they, we haven't seen it since 2017. It was supposed to go in 2021, but obviously COVID ruined that. Like it had so many things. Um, but it, so it's been six years. Uh, one of the interesting things is if you think back to last time we saw a WBC game was in Dodger Stadium. Marcus Stroman took the ball for Team USA, worked six scoreless innings. Hey, it might have been six no-hit innings. Uh, he was completely yeah. dominant. He won MVP of the entire tournament. He beat Puerto Rico. He's actually on Puerto Rico now <laughs> because his mom's Puerto <laughs> Rican. His dad's American. So he switched teams. He just beat Puerto Rico and helped USA win it. Now he's on Puerto Rico. That's one of the more fun storylines, but there's a lot of them. I mean, there's some completely loaded teams. Dominican Republic is completely loaded. Japan is stacked. USA is offensively stacked. We'll see if we can get enough pitching there. Venezuela, very, very good. Puerto Rico, very good. Uh, In Mexico, Korea, Netherlands, Cuba could be some of the teams that could play sleeper. It's going to be fun. That's what's great about this tournament. I mean, when you have a lot of world championships in other sports, you know, even in hockey and basketball, to me the problem that those sports have had with their world championships is that there's only really been two or three countries that could really win the tournament. But baseball's not like that. I mean, baseball, it it runs deep. Contention runs deep, Matt. And I think that's one thing that's going to give this this World Baseball Classic not only a chance to be really successful this year, but – be something that we all can look forward to, you know, in the future. Yeah, and not only is it a crowded field toward the top where you have probably five teams that could win it, but if you zero in on the format, and we know baseball and small samples can be completely fluky, and pool play, I believe you play four games. If you lose two, you're probably out. Uh, And then once you advance past pool play, it's one and done. So a lot of stuff can happen in baseball when it's one and done, especially when the pitchers aren't really stretched out. They're on pitch limits, especially in pool play. I don't think you're going to see any starting pitchers go past four innings, um, and most of them might be limited to even two or three. So, you you know, again, you might see some fluky outcomes there. Um, and then even if you advance, like I said, that Stroman outing where he went six innings, he barely gave up anything, and he was all the way to his limit, and that was six innings. So there, there's going to be opportunity for late-inning comebacks, bullpens to dominate to come into play. Uh, for example, Kingdom of Netherlands, Kenley Jansen is on the roster, but he's not going to be with them in pool play because he's trying in spring training said he wanted to focus on the pitch clock. But if they advance, maybe he shows up, and now all of a sudden they've got Kenley Jansen at the back end of the bullpen. That could be a game changer. So it's a lot of different variables go into a tournament where small sample flukes could be a plenty. I mean, look no further than the NLCS where you had the five seed and the six seed uh, yeah. reach that far. Baseball is, is volatile in all circumstances. Matt Snyder joins us here, CBS Sport. And, and Matt, I, I think uh, I haven't got your, your take yet. Uh, these new rules have been implemented. You got the pitch clock. You got the no shift. Let's talk. start with the pitch clock. It's pretty yeah. apparent that even before we get to the regular season, it, it feels like success for the most part. It doesn't feel like there's been as much bickering as even I expected it to be, there to be. <laughs> and all MLB's got to be pretty – pretty excited about what they've seen from this pitch clock so far. Yeah, the time of game is drastically cut down into the 230s, I, I believe the average is. That's going to go up in the regular yeah. season. We've got commercial breaks are going to be a little bit longer, and I think that they right now, I believe the umpires are being really, really hardcore, strict, 
just because it's the start of spring training and we're trying to get things ironed out before we get to the regular season, I think adjustments will be made. I think the players are going to get better at, at, at dealing with it. I think the umpires are going to be a little less strict once we get to the regular season and the games matter more. But, yeah, as for right now, the, the time of game is, is drastically cut down. I don't think that's as big of a problem as, like, the dead time being cut out. For me, that's a bigger deal. Like, I, I don't care if a game's three hours as long as I'm not watching Pedro Baez stand there for 45 seconds doing absolutely nothing on the, the rubber. Then it's like, all right, man, come on. Uh, so I, I, I think that by the time we get the poster yeah. boy of this, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of guys. I mean, I just mentioned mentioned Kenley Jansen. He takes a while too. Aroldis Chapman, which it makes sense. Yeah, he does. If you're a guy like Aroldis Chapman, where it's max effort every single pitch, he probably needs like 45 seconds before he can go out there and throw 102 again. At least when he was in his prime. So yeah, I, I wonder about some of the guys max effort relievers if it's going to mess with them a little bit more but you know it's going to be interesting it's going to be fun to see how it all unfolds i think that the violations once we get to the regular season are going to be minimal uh stuff like max scherzer just staying in his set position i believe everybody saw that video that went viral um (laughs) that that supposedly should should have been illegal even before the pitch clock stuff like that's going to get ironed out and, and you know guys like scherzer are going to help them get that ironed out, especially early in the regular season if we still need to do that. But I, I think it's been a success, and I think everything that looks bad, it, that will get ironed out by the time we get to the regular season. Matt Snyder's with us real from quick, CBS Sports. The following the day, real quick, the following day uh, after Max Scherzer did that, we had Bill Miller, the home plate umpire, crew chief, and it was almost like he was watching for that because a couple pitchers yeah. tried to kind of – Start start for and he 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 basically stopped the clock, gave them a warning, and you know was really on it. So it is going to be on the umpires to stay on top of it. I'm sorry, Chris, go ahead. Oh no, not at all, Tony. I'm glad you followed up. I just wanted to ask. Uh, Tony touched on the uh, the shift, and I, I really, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I got to give our producer Matt Scraby some credit. He said that he thought he would see a team try two outfielders and move a third yeah. outfielder into position between the first and second base hole. And somebody did that against Joey Gallo over the weekend to try and combat the new rules. Matt, are we going to have some fun alignments this year? And does maybe that just make it more interesting that teams are going to try to find a way to beat the new rule? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that they, they probably – the second it was even in discussion to maybe happen, I'm sure that there were front offices that probably said, hey, you two over here – start working on what we can do if they say we have to have four infielders and how we can deal with a hard pull lefty, stuff like that. So I think, and and then once it became a rule, they had the entire off season, now they've got spring to tinker with it. And there's probably a lot of teams that don't even want to show it in spring training and are just working on it on the practice fields and they'll, they'll break it out at big moments in the regular season. So, yeah, I think it'll be, it'll be fun to watch. I hate to sound like a broken record, but I think it will be, I think it's going to be fun to watch how teams adapt to it. Um, we're still going to see movement within the infield, you know, like um, maybe a shortstop standing, not necessarily over the top of second base because they won't want a violation, but pretty much up the middle and the second baseman closer toward first base, first baseman closer toward first base when you have a dead pole lefty. And then the opposite way, when it's a dead pole righty, maybe the second baseman's almost over the top of second, the shortstop's deep, deep, deep in the hole and the third baseman's guarding the, the third baseline. We'll still see movement within the infield but yeah i think a lot of the extreme stuff that 
a lot of people really didn't want to mess with, but a lot of people really want to do it when it just looks wrong. We're going to see plenty of that with the outfielders now, so that'll be the next step. Yeah, it'll be interesting. You're already seeing exactly what Matt's talking about. I call it the old school shift. That's what the shift looked like in like yeah. 2010, 2011, before guy before they started getting on the other side. I wonder though, Matt, considering how badly MLB wanted to get away with it, and without necessarily saying it was about offense, I think a lot of this is about trying to create more action on the field. Do you think that MLB would take the step if everybody started moving their outfield like that to possibly just ban the shift in general, outfield and infield? Because it seems like they're pretty dead set on eliminating those type of defenses. Yeah, I think the goal is, you look, batting average dipping down, league batting average dipping down into the low 240s. We need a better batting average. It's as simple as that. And we've talked about that on this show so many times in that, Home runs are fun. Strikeouts can be fun if if you're the pitching team, that is. But when we got so much right. home run, strikeout, walk, we needed a lot more singles, doubles, and triples. We needed a lot more great defensive plays where it's it's more if there's a ground ball up the middle and it ends up as an out, it's because the shortstop made a great play ranging up the middle instead of somebody standing there right. like they're a rover in Little League. Um, and I, I think the goal is is more action on the field, more batting average, uh, everything is moving toward that. So, yeah, if you get to a point where, again, teams kind of they – they're so good at scouting nowadays. If they get to the point yeah, where they're cutting yeah. down on so many singles and doubles because of the outfield alignment, you're probably going to see them attack the outfield alignment next. That's, that's probably the next <laughs> natural step, yeah. Matt, I have a question. I'm here in Las Vegas for some March Madness, and I know that the Reds and the A's played a weekend turn a series here in Las Vegas, and of course that gets everybody wondering whether or not the A's are truly going to ever move to Las Vegas. The people here in this city, some of them seem like they think it's definitely going to happen. Something like, no, it's really not a realistic thing. I mean, it seems like the A's are just kind of dead there in Oakland. What do you think is going to end up happening with that franchise, number one? And number two, as far as expansion is concerned, who do you think the leading candidates are to get a new team going forward in the next four or five years? Yeah, um, I, it does. It seems like all roads are headed toward the Las Vegas A's. Um, I, I don't. It, it would be the smallest market in, in Major League Baseball, and I know that it's possible to make small markets work. And hey, we're talking in San Diego. We know that can happen, but uh, it's tough to establish a new hardcore fan base when it seems like a lot of their reliance on the attendance will be opposing teams fans traveling to Las Vegas because it's cool to go to Vegas. Um, I don't know how that'll work. I don't know if it's as easy of a formula as it is in football where they're only going to have eight home games. Of course, they can sell a ton of travel packages to opposing fans when there's only eight. Now we're talking about 81, uh, and you're talking about series where people are going to go to three games. I'm sure a lot of people would do that anytime their team played in Vegas, but I I don't know if it's as sustainable of a business model as perhaps the Las Vegas Raiders would be, especially because football, it's a lot easier to succeed in any market in the NFL because it's just so popular. Um, but it does seem like that's the way things are headed. Um, in terms of other areas, I think Portland has wanted a team for a long time, and that's a very good market. And they have in place a, a group that it seems like is very serious. Um, Nashville pops up a lot. I don't know about that. That's Cardinal yeah. country. 
I, I, and even maybe a little Braves. Those are two of the strongest franchises in baseball. That's tougher. San Antonio is a really big market that doesn't have really any other huge professional sports teams outside the Spurs. Uh, maybe that could work. Um, I mean, they, we've built really, really good fan bases for the Rangers and Astros, and those were both expansion teams. I know it was a long time ago, but it seems like it's possible that San Antonio could work. Um, those are the big, big ones off the top of my head. Matt, last one for me before we get out of here. It'll be a, it's going to be a Padre question. Uh, obviously, they've just re-upped Manny Machado. Uh, he's going to likely finish his career a, as a Padre. Uh, they got three other guys coming up. Uh, Juan Soto, he's he's two years away. Josh Hader is is another guy who uh, could possibly take um, a, a, get an extension. He's a free agent after this year. Which one do you think is more likely to end up in a Padre uniform? That's a tough one. Um, I, I wouldn't count anything out at this point, honestly, with the way they've been doing anything. Uh, it seems like uh, hater, relievers are volatile. I'll go Soto. I know that's going to be the biggest payday, but that means you can go the most years, and it seems like Preller's in a spot where he's comfortable going maybe overdoing it in years, but it just spreads it out a little more so that you're not hit as much on the luxury tax figure when you go almost excessively in years. So, I mean, especially with Juan Soto being 24, I mean, you could see him, oh my gosh, what would they offer him? 18 years? Uh, I'll go Soto on that. I, I think that, yeah, I feel like this is a gut feeling, but I, I feel like he had a down year for him last year, which, holy cow, I mean, so many players would kill to have a year that he had last year, but that's a down year for him. Um, a lot of it was being worried about the trade talk. He didn't know where he was going to be. Then he goes to a new home. It's tough to adjust. He switched coast. Yeah. A lot of new, you know, there was just a lot of new to last year for him. I feel like now he's settled. He's he's in a good place. Only 24 years old. I think he's going to have a gigantic year, and I think Preller is going to get in front of it. You know, especially if he gets into May. I'm gonna. I'm I'm strong on Soto on this one. All right, Matt Snyder, interview of the week. We wrap up the week, but don't forget Monday we'll all have the NCAA tournament brackets in our hands. Woohoo! So we'll start looking ahead to the real March Madness. Aztec San Jose State tip off in a half an hour. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the World Baseball Classic. We'll see you Monday for Scraby for Tony Chris. So long. Our lives aren't like they used to be. They're busier. Early morning Zooms, grabbing coffee to make that in-office meeting, getting to your kids' soccer game on time. Life is different, and so is advertising. To reach any audience, you need your message out there in all media, broadcast to streaming, on screens, and right to the ears of your customers. And that's what we do at Odyssey. Let's build a media campaign that targets the customers you know and want to reach more of. Right here in our community. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.